0: Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. y'all rocking with that record it's date night off the legendary album that i released uh thanksgiving of last year but on this podcast create and elevate everybody is a creator everybody can create something has the creative gene in them even if it's drawing it's art it's creating anything if it's creating a podcast if it's creating shoes if it's creating a way for you and your family out of whatever situation y'all may be involved in, everybody's a creator, and everybody can elevate mentally physically uh spiritually financially it's a it's multiple ways to elevate life is about elevation it's about continuous learning, continuously seeking knowledge, so the word of the day that's what I'm about to start doing on. Each of these podcasts is a word of the day. It's a.m. Hope y'all waking up to a blessed day. Hope y'all waking up to a uh, prosperous day. Uh, You got your goals set out, your mission set out, what you want to accomplish today and you get it done. But the word of the day is desires. Do the things we desire, hold us back. Do the things we desire, make us miserable. Do the things that, uh, we desire, leave us traumatized when we can't accomplish or receive the things that we desire.
1: <clears throat>
0: you ain't going to get everything that you desire. How do you react to not uh, winning? How do you react to not getting the things that you desire? Okay, so you know me, the definition. We've got to read it. A strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. Wishing for something to happen. So what if that something doesn't happen? That's how certain people commit suicide. That's how certain people hurt themselves. Desire. That's the word of the day. I'm going to leave y'all with that and let y'all dwell on that word. Desire. What do you desire? Hmm. What if you don't desire nothing? Would that attract all the things that you really desire? Not desiring anything. Hmm. Just something to think about. Okay, so Cosby got released yesterday. Is he guilty? Is he ain't guilty? We don't don't know. Is Cosby... Was it a a bad trial from the jump? Was uh, the Me Too movement involved? Hmm, Me Too. Yeah. Is this a win for Masculine Man? Black man, let me let me me, know what I mean. Make some sense of it now. Is this a win for the masculine black man? Hmm. I had no clue, but we're gonna discuss this Cosby situation, man. Because growing up, I watched the Cosby. The Cosby was the quintessential black man. He was a a boss. He was a family man. He was a father, a good father. He was successful that's what all of us wanted. Is that, hmm. Was they trying to take that out of all vision and make us look at Cosby bad because like the powers that be, I think they, they got it in for the black family. And we're going, we're going to further discuss that in a minute because the, the family structure, the black family structure is under attack. The man and woman, the husband and wife is under attack right now. But let's, Let's see what some of these celebrities tweeted yesterday. What they had to say about Cosby release. Gibbs a fool for his tweet, though, but he's accurate with what he had to say, though. So let me read some of the tweets out. Kathy Griffin. We all know Kathy Griffin just be saying anything out her mouth. She just, she'll blurt out something. She the lady, if you don't know who Kathy Griffin is, she's the lady with Anderson Cooper who do the New Year's Eve ball drop thing on CNN. I haven't seen her in a while, but she, do, she has done a plethora of things, but that's what I remember her mainly for, Kathy Griffin. So, her tweet, she said, when will things get better for women and girls regarding sexual assault, sexism, misogyny, and ageism? What will it take? So discouraged. I don't know if Cosby beat this because he had money. I don't know if Cosby got out of this because... He was treated unfairly by the uh, justice system. It was over 60 plus women, 60, 70 plus women. Could Cosby actually, I haven't even slept with that nowhere near that many women to be sleeping with 60, 70 plus women. That's a sickness. For him to have drugged 60 or 70 plus women is egregious. And I don't how it seems impossible to me, but the justice system has failed everybody in the United States because it's a failed system. That's what I'm gonna say, Kathy Griffin. Okay, next tweet. Freddie Gibbs a fool. Again, Freddie Gibbs. If y'all don't know who Freddie Gibbs is, he's he's an artist that was nominated for a Grammy this year because of his album. He was signed to Young Jeezy. Him Young Jeezy had tension. Well, Freddie Gibbs is a dope hip-hop artist and when I go on this jog after I do this podcast, I might go listen to a little bit of Freddie Gibbs, but Freddie Gibbs said, "Oh, Kelly is definitely calling Bill Cosby lawyers right now. Is he? Hmm. He could be because <laughs> both of them was in some horrible situations that seemed like they ain't gonna come back from And to see R. Kelly been dealing with this since I was in, and I'm 41 and a half years old. He been dealing with this since I was in high school peeing on girls. That, that It came out on an actual VHS tape for sale when he peed on that little girl. That's how long ago that was, and now he's, he's in prison for that. We don't know if R. Kelly ever coming home, but... That's what Freddie Gibbs had to say. Now, finally, this is the last one I'm going to read, but it was plenty more. Y'all seen the slide or whatever. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, it's links in the uh, description on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, it's links that you can click on and you can come to the YouTube and check out the visual. Check out the visual so you can see everything so you can get the full experience. So Felicia Rashad, that's the mother who played alongside Bill Cosby on the show. And what she had to say in her tweet was finally a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Is it what well, she know that we don't know. Come on out with the documentary. Come out. Come on out and talk to Oprah or come on the Trevor Jackson podcast and talk to me. This is a safe place for real. Come talk to me, okay? So that's what Felicia Rashad had to say, and man, I don't—I'm not getting ready to make a assumption of my thought process. But this was a crazy situation. It was a crazy conviction, and it was wild how he got convicted, and it's wild how he's all of a sudden free. All of a sudden, it's just a crazy situation all the way around. And then closing, what I'm gonna say is this: a win for the masculine man, or am I tripping? It seems like there's a systematic agenda against the traditional black family. We've seen so much woman support lately. Like, woman support, and the man has been excluded. And the LGBTQ rise in this country is just massive. So 70-plus women came out saying that he's guilty. I don't know what he is. 70 women if he's not guilty what was the motive behind the attempt to get him out of here what was the motive behind it guys be free though let me quit whining
1: bill cosby walked free today after the supreme court of pennsylvania overturned his assault conviction leaving his accusers stunned Cameras captured Cosby returning to his home outside Philadelphia just hours after the ruling came out. The judges pointing to a vast violation of Cosby's due process rights in the decision. So what happened? Well, more than a decade ago, a prosecutor decided not to charge the actor. Cosby then agreed to testify in a civil case and during that admitted to giving quaaludes to a woman he was pursuing. That became key evidence in the subsequent criminal trial. The judge's ruling that should not have been used, writing he must be discharged and any future prosecution on these particular charges must be barred. We do not dispute that the remedy is both severe and rare, but it is warranted here. Indeed, compelled. They say he cannot be retried on these same charges. His attorneys said today he never should have been charged in the first place. Bill Cosby came out of his house with his lawyers today who talked to reporters there. Cosby was silent, but later gave an interview to a radio station.
2: This is for all the people who have been imprisoned wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. Mm -hmm. Because I I met them in there, people who talked about what happened and what they did. And I know there are many liars
1: out there. His accuser in this case, Andrea Constant, said she is disappointed and hopes it does not discourage other women from coming forward. In 2018, a jury convicted Cosby of three counts of aggravated indecent assault against Constand. Constand accused him of drugging and sexually assaulting her in his home outside Philadelphia back in 2004. Bill Cosby has denied all accusations of wrongdoing and said his contact with Constand was consensual. He served two years of his three- to ten-year sentence. More than 60 women have accused Cosby of misconduct, ranging from groping to sexual assault to rape going back decades. And at the time, the Cosby conviction was widely considered the first major win for the Me Too movement. David Henderson, now civil rights attorney, former prosecutor, CNBC contributor. David, where does this case go from here?
0: So he was free because of due process rights. But he admitted to it. And then they said, later on, after they said he admitted to it, they said that Cosby uh, denied all wrongdoing. This was a wild case, though. But due process, like, if you have a a good attorney, the process of getting you convicted and getting you in prison, everything has to be accurate. I'm giving y'all some game right now. Everything has to be accurate, like the spelling of your name, the time of the arrest, every situation has to be accurate. That's what due process means. The process of getting you convicted has to be accurate, and if it's not accurate, then you can walk just like Cosby did. But we offer that, and we on to the NBA. Like something, watching Giannis go down, it really had me conflicted. Like, was the NBA wrong for how fast the turnaround was this season? Because this, whoever is the healthiest team is going to win the championship. And we see the East right now. Giannis out. You got Capella out and Ice Trey out for the Hawks. So, the healthiest team right now is the Phoenix Suns. They just beat the Clippers last night. They're the healthiest team, so. That's who I'm thinking is going to win it all because of the health aspect. But this season, so many players got injured, right? I know y'all seen it, man. So many players got injured that it was ridiculous. Like It's been so many injuries. This was the worst season ever in basketball history for injuries. People going down. And I'm going to name a few names right quick, though. Giannis just went down. Kawhi got injured. Ice Trey injured. Sergi Ibaka injured. LeBron and AD got injured at one point. Kyrie injured. James Harden injured. Joel Embiid injured. Kemba Walker injured and got traded. Jalen Brown injured. That that hurted the Boston Celtics run. They could have did more. And it's it's just too many more to name though. But there's so many players injured that is the NBA. Is the NBA wrong? Do that? Should they feel guilty? Or is it all about profit, consumerism, capitalism? The dollar is worth more than the individual. LeBron had a lot to say about it. A lot of other players had a lot to say about it. Also, they want the season shortened. And they they got their wish. They got some of the games shortened. But a lot of people may not know a playoff game is worth a billion dollars per game because of the TV money that's involved in it. And if it's worth that much a game, do you think they value the players? Because people are going to continue to watch no matter who's on the floor. So injuries are going to happen. But will we see better basketball next season because they're going to get their correct rest? Because you need that rest. But we live in a country, a capitalism country, where the dollar is more valuable than the human being. You see that in the work field. You see that everywhere. The demand for people needing to be entertained is up, and they're going to give you that basketball. Those players only got a month. LeBron them only got a month to rest last year after they won the championship from being in the bubble away from their family members. So that's all I got to say about that. And prayers to all the the guys, man. It ain't even, it ain't even worth all that, though. You know what I'm saying? My opinion. It ain't even worth the money that it is for you to be hurting yourself and just be hurt for it. Sit out. They don't care about you? Sit out. Real talk. So, one of my favorite players of all time. He's underrated, and he's a great top three small forward of all time. It's Brian, it's Bird, it's Scottie Pippen. And you can kind of put Scotty Pippen over Bird if you choose to. Somebody say you're capping and you at your mind, but if you choose to, you can. And Scottie Pippen been talking bad lately. Like, he been holding this in his chest for a while. He was talking about joining the selfish. He talking about Phil Jackson, a racist. You got people defending Phil Jackson off of decisions he made. But Scottie Pippen been spazzing now. And I'm going to play a little bit of what he been saying, and, and I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about it in the comment section, because it's kind of crazy, but Scottie Pippen one of my favorite players though and, and uh, the person who interviewed Scottie Pippen is messy he real messy let's listen to it
2: Help me understand the GQ article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when you refused to go back in the game and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc why was Bulls all star and team leader Scottie Pippen on the bench at the crucial climax of last night's showdown with New York channel sevens brad palmer has the story
1: Phil jackson believes scotty pippen's defection was the culmination of a number of frustrating incidents leading up to patrick ewing's game-tying basket with less than two seconds left in the game the bulls called a timeout and designed a play for tony kukoc scotty pippen refused to go back in instead he went to the end of the bench necessitating a second timeout pippen and jackson got into a cussing match but scotty still refused to budge
3: it wasn't um... <laughs> Pretty much, Phil taking me out of the game. It was like, and I just took a seat.
2: So it was your Scottie, decision based on. Excuse me, Scotty. Phil just said you weren't in because you asked to the play. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Why you weren't involved
2: in it? Exactly.
1: When you say exchange words, what happened?
0: I have no comments on that.
1: But the Bulls survived without Scotty. Tony Kuko had a 22-footer to win it for the Bulls, and later Pippen admitted it was a
2: well-called play by Jackson.
3: Oh, I mean, there's not much to be said if you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of
2: the game. No, no, um, no. I understand that, Scotty. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines and then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc a ride. Yeah.
3: So, well, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons, and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last-second shot without Michael Jordan? Like, one year without Michael Jordan. Can I get one shot? Like, I'm doing all the dirty work.
2: But all of that I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when so, you say a racial move...
3: Well, why would why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last
2: second shot and you put
3: me out a bounce? That's what I mean, racial. Like that was Scottie Pippen's team.
1: But but Phil was but, but.
3: on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? chose not to go on the court last night for his own specific reason i put in a better passer and pete myers besides scotty had a fat lip and looked ugly at that spot and we got the job accomplished and that's all that matters to us right now
2: but have you talked to phil about this because by saying a racial move then you're you're calling phil a racist i don't got a problem with that do you think phil was or is Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't
0: have. You know what's crazy? I can't assume that uh, Phil Jackson is a racist. I can't assume that. But he could have been a racist the way Scotty is describing him. And Scotty could have just been selfish because it was times Michael Jordan took a backseat to Steve Kerr and uh, what's the other point guard? John Paxson, for them to shoot game-winning shots. Sometimes Phil had to make tough decisions. It, Kobe and Shaq, sometimes Robert Ory hit the game-winning shot. He was making tough decisions. And – Scotty could have been selfish. That's why he sat on the bench. Because he was selfish. He didn't like the decision that was being made. And obviously, that was the right decision because Tony Kukoc was a better shooter than Pippen. And Tony Kukoc hit that game-winning shot in that game without Pippen while he was on the bench pouting. So he could have been selfish in that incident. Or Phil Jackson could have been racist and he felt some type of way about it. But... It's all an assumption, but before I leave y'all on the podcast, I want to talk about, uh, get well to young ma. I call her young ma. That's not her name. Her name is young. Ma Young may get well. This is the hip hop part of the podcast. Young may get well. She, uh, put herself into rehab for an addiction. A lot of people is talking about, uh, What is she addicted to? She on crack. She on meth. She on oxy. She on what? I don't even know all the drugs no more. (laughs) But uh, people are concerned about the addiction uh, of what she's addicted to, not the addiction. The addiction is the, the problem. It doesn't matter if you're addicted to cigarettes, you're addicted to sex, you're addicted to frivolous things. In this world, you should be addicted to nothing. Nothing at all. You should have control of yourself. You shouldn't be addicted to chicken wings. You can go to rehab because you can't stop eating barbecue chicken wings and you weigh 500 pounds. But get well to young M.A., man. And just know that it doesn't matter what you're addicted to. It just matters that you're addicted. And we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what are we addicted to? What I can't stop leaving alone, what, what, what's hindering me that I can't stop, let, uh, that I can't stop consuming? Hmm. <laughs> so we got to look ourselves in the mirror before we judge. And Before I go, I'm going to read her last tweet. She said, loving God, I pray that you will comfort me in my suffering, lend skill to the hands of my healers, and bless the means used for my cure. Give me such confidence in the power of your grace. That even when I'm afraid, I may put my whole trust in you. Hey y'all have a blessed morning. I wish nothing but success for you today. Peace, love, and abundance. Go and get you some money. I'm
1: out.